Hey guys, it's Ade here, your host for Stories That Stick podcast. I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas and you've given up to make 2021 better than 2020 because Lord knows we could all do with a better 2021. So whilst we're securing more interviews and in keeping with the last couple of episodes, I want to recap some of my favourite moments that the guest has said that's particularly stuck with me. So let's start off with episode 9, which is Andy Iam. And the story that he told that stuck with me particularly was how his father came to the UK. And it is, well, here's the clip. My dad basically wrote a letter to a farmer in England and said that he was a pineapple farmer and he had these official letters. He had, these, he had all his documentation say that I grow pineapples in Ghana. He gets to the UK via that letter. He gets to the UK and he gives born to this whole new life, right? And I remember there's a silver briefcase that used to be in his room. And in the briefcase, I'll literally see the letter that he sent about this pineapple farm. I'll then see a video on growing goats and how to look after goats and then start seeing all these farming documentation. And I know a part of my dad genuinely was interested in farming, but it's sad that he never got to pursue that as a dream because actually family took over and he thought, you know what, I need to provide for my family and do what I can to provide. But it was an entrepreneurial nature in my dad that I wish I could have seen him manifest. And that's why I guess him passing away as I was growing up was quite sad because a part of him was like, he didn't get to actually live his dreams. 100% straight away reminded my brothers and I that, okay, we need to enable my mum to live her dreams now. What's great about his story is quite familiar tale of an immigrant parent going to new pastures to try and make their circumstance a lot better. But then they have kids and so the reality of making sure their kids are safe and secure kind of puts a halt to their dreams. But it's interesting that one letter, one specific letter can change the trajectory of Andy's father's life and consequently Andy too. Now, another clip that I'd like to play from this interview is Andy telling us about a particular book that stuck with him called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And here's the clip. The story I actually wanted to tell was, um, it's a story that I got from uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it was during a phase of my life in my early 20s when I first started falling in love with reading books. So it was the first time I was able to read books end to end. And it was like personal development books. So it was Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man in Babylon, and in this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And there's a story near the start of the book. It's about a dad that gets on a train with his kids. And the kids are going flip mode. The dad's sitting down, the kids are running up and down the carriage, stepping on people's toes, making a lot of noise, waving their hands in people's faces. And a German man down the carriage looks to the left and looks at the man, bewildered and angry and looking frustrated with his brows. But the man doesn't even respond, he doesn't even flinch. And then the woman opposite him waves her hands like, what's going on? Why are you allowing your kids to do this? And then finally, a man sitting next to him just nudges him and says, can you please speak to your kids? And in that moment, the man says, sorry, we just came back from the hospital and we found out that their mum's passed away. And that story just reminded me about the power.
power of perspective. And it's just so powerful how in one moment, your emotion can totally switch up when you hear that context. Having perspective is truly a wonderful thing. So please do go and listen to the full episode. And also do go support Andy with all the work that he's doing for our community. And before I do forget, congratulations Andy for your recent MBE. Much deserved. So next up, we have Georgette from Just A Tip Podcast. Now, regular listeners know that I often ask all my guests for a story or time that they kind of felt quote-unquote black. And the story Georgette tells is really interesting, not because of her feeling black, because that's just ridiculous, but because of the consequences of what happened. I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm going to play the clip and hopefully it does. The first time that I realised I was different was when I was in year four and year five. I remember me and, and this girl had like an argument about something. I can't even remember what it was, but it obviously wasn't something that deep. And she called me a black bitch. And I was just like, what? And she's like, yeah, no, no, you black bitch. And I was just like, that's a weird one. Like, I'd never experienced racism before. Told the teacher and I was like, oh, she called me a black bitch and da, da, da. And then we ended up having like a meeting and she turned to me. She's like, yeah, but I'm not racist because my something, something, something has a black boyfriend. And I was like, that doesn't quite equate to you, but okay, cool, fine, whatever. And I'd gone home and I told my parents and they went mad. They were at the school the next day. And that's one thing that I always loved about my parents. If I ever told them anything to do about me being, what's the word? Discriminated against. Yeah. Or felt a kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't feel any way to be like, we're going back to the school. Isn't it great to have parents just to stick up for you and not take any, you know, ish? Um, yeah, I love that. I love that story. Now, the other clip I wish to share with you from this interview is it's actually a little bit heart-wrenching. And to be honest, this is one of the few times that I thought, am I doing the story a disservice by adding music underscore? Am I being emotionally manipulative? I'm, I don't know. So you guys tell me if, if it does feel that way. And then I'll talk about it afterwards. Speaking of your confidence, I know a particular story which in truth one of the hardest breakup stories that i've actually heard really <laughs> yeah do you do you mind telling it i was in a very long-term relationship the plan was to get married and have kids And I know that some people will think, oh yeah, but that's everyone's plan. My my partner at the time had told me to go to venues. So we had looked at venues, we looked at rings. The week before we'd gone on holiday, he'd gone to open us up mortgage account because we were going to buy a house. And then we went on holiday. Two weeks after the holiday, he sent me a text saying that he didn't want to do this anymore. And then we never spoke again. 
it was an, an awful breakup. Um, I was I was out of it for a very long time. I was not myself. I went to therapy because I, I just couldn't function. Imagine that. You've literally prepped your entire life to, to live with one individual for the rest of your life. And that individual doesn't even have the courtesy to give you an explanation, a reason, closure, I guess. But please do go listen to the full episodes, episode 10. But more so, do listen to Georgette's podcast, Just a Tip, because it's easily one of the best and informative UK black British podcasts that talks about sex. Georgette, you're doing amazing things and please just keep on going. Thank you for your story. Now, let's move on to episode 11 with Elijah Lawal, who is the author of The Clapback, Your Guide to Calling Out Racist Stereotypes. So, in keeping with the questions I normally ask, and not necessarily so directly, but about blackness, especially growing up and understanding one's identity, Elijah has, well, he has an interesting experience with that. And here's, here's a clip. I'll just play the clip. In your book, you wrote when you were 15, I guess you were awakened, if that's even a right word to use. But do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. I was coming home from my friend's house one day and it was dark. And I was just walking in Streatham. A car drove by and there were these three guys. One stuck his head out and just yelled nigger at me. I remember like looking around and going, who's the nigger he's talking about? Oh, he's talking about me. And that feeling was moved from the naivete of youth to adulthood because there's one thing knowing something and then there's one thing experiencing it. Imagine that as your first experience. I mean, yeah, you'll be absolutely shocked. And another clip I'd like to play from this interview. And for those of you who are regular listeners, you know that I always end the interview by asking this final question. What one book would you gift to loved ones and why? What Elijah recommended or suggested, I had to go out and buy it. And honestly, it's a great book. So, well, here's the clip. What one book would you gift, you know, to friends and family? The Gargoyle by Andrew Davidson. It's this beautiful story about love that's been reincarnated over generations. And these two people who are destined to fall in love, but are destined to suffer, really dire consequences as a result of their love and how they keep finding each other over generations and how they're different people. So in one, he's a Viking. In another lifetime, they're Japanese and she's a princess. Um, In one, he's a mercenary, she's a nun. It's such a beautiful story. I know Christmas is over, but if you've not already read or purchased the book, The Clapback, your guide to calling out racist stereotypes, please do. 
It's such a great read. And Elijah, thank you for continuing to be a great role model for our community. So guys, the last episode I want to recap for this, um, well, this episode is episode 12 with Monica Lee. And Monica is a brilliant, brilliant woman that's building a community herself that empowers and educates us. And a clip I'm about to play you is her giving us her process and thoughts into creating talks with Monica Lee. Here it is. So Talks with Monica Lee was my first thing that I ever did. This and was in I, 2016 in Croydon. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, you know. <laughs> um, but when I did that in particular, it was good, but I wasn't respected. People didn't rate the work I did. Um, and I get it. Who am I? You're Monica Lee, but who's Talks with Monica Lee? Like, why do you feel that you can have that energy and you can have that power to bring people into a room and educate other people? What do you know? What have you done? What have you experienced? So I had to go back and really think about why did I create this and what impact do I want it to have on the community? So I had to build a brand that people can trust. And that's when I got into hosting. I go to Jamaica every year, went to an event called Brit Jam. And I went there like two years in a row. And the third year, I was like to him like, yo, like, you don't even have a host to talk to your artists. Like you're spending big money to get these artists, but then you have like a Good Morning Britain, which will be called TVJ in Jamaica, taking all your footage and you have nothing to document. Why not you have me? You're not paying me. I'm coming to Jamaica already. I've spent my money. Like all I'm asking is a free ticket. My man still don't want to give me a free ticket. I'm just thinking idiot, but he did an end. And yeah, so I went there, push up my breast. And I was like, Tabina and hi, hello, how are you? Like I'm Monica Lee. I went to Octane, I went to like all these spies, all these big artists and I just faked it till I made it. Like I didn't have, I didn't know nothing but all I knew is that I need that mic and I need to talk. Monica Lee here at Brit Jam 2016 and guess guys who I'm with? The one and only Bop, 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 Golly Bop. Bop, 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 right now I'm on Flames Radio. So Golly Bop, talk to me, what's new? Every time I look at social media, look on the internet, I'm always hearing about Golly Bop. Tell me what's new, what should I be looking forward to with you? Um, What's new is Amari. Amari is very new. That's my wife, that's my new wife. I love her kiss, I love her smile, I love so, her... So how she kiss you then, Golly Bop? How she do the kiss? What you like about the kiss now? And that was... The catalyst, I guess. That was a catalyst, yeah. That, that springboarded you into becoming a known name. Um, one of one of. Okay. Yeah, because I thought yes. that was gonna make me blow. But let me tell you something. Talk the thing us. that you least think that's gonna make you blow, yeah, that's what make like the thing that you think the most is gonna make you blow. Sorry, that's never the thing that makes you blow. Right. The question that she does ask is a question that I, Ade, tend to ask almost on a weekly basis when it comes down to Black Ticulate as a platform is who am I, what credentials do I have in order for me to be able to claim to be empowering our community? It's something I think I'm always going to battle with, but your feedback, you guys telling me that you do enjoy these podcasts, you do enjoy the workshops that are AQA accredited is, well, it's welcomed, but I do want to do more and I would like to scale. And if you can help in any shape or form with black ticulate as a platform because it really isn't all about me it's if that is not about me at a then please do get in touch contact at blackticulate.com and yeah just let me know how you can help and if i can provide that space for you to grow then i will definitely do so so i'm gonna leave it here guys 
and the following episodes again will be recaps and hopefully at the end of the last recap episode we'll start having some brand new interviews not hopefully we definitely will be having some brand new interviews hope you have a good day wherever you are and once again thanks for being a listener it really means the world to me take care bye